The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you not, are you not, are you not entertained? From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? Now here's your host, Ed Nathanson. What's up, dudes? I can never not laugh when I say that. <laughs> For you and me both. <laughs> no. I like little, little kids. Our, our, right. our guest, uh, our phone and guest is already <laughs> laughing as well. Something, something worked. Yes. And so as you can hear by that sweet, sweet baritone that was just talking, that's David Yaz, producer and also CEO of Pod 617. Somewhere between a baritone and a bass, I would think. But yes. I, but, uh, I actually like bass better. Your voice is very uh, smooth. Barry Whitish, if you will. <laughs> Call me late at night sometime. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, so, so today you can hear the giggles in the background, and and I'm tickled pink myself because I'm going to be speaking with someone I've known probably twenty three, twenty four years now. Um, easy, easy. <laughs> 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 you, guys, you guys met in, you met in nursery school that's right? right it was nursery school right yeah um yeah. <laughs> but uh but that voice you hear is not is someone i'm so excited for you to talk to today to talk to for you i should say today she is the ceo and founder of boston human capital partners and also the founder of live lilium and we're gonna find out what these are all about and who she is please welcome kate morgan The audience is excited, as you can hear. Are you taking? Are you taking <laughs> I, a bow? I, need okay? that for, I was going to say, I need that for every time I enter a room, please. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, sound effects available for hire. That's right. Dave can follow you around. So exactly. Um, so, 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 Kate, uh, really excited to talk to you today. Um, Tell us first a little bit about, you know, your, your path to where you are now. Just a quick kind of rundown of how did we get here in your career? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, I, I guess technically now I've become a serial entrepreneur. So I've been running uh, Boston Human Capital Partners, a consulting firm, for the last almost nine years. And um, really found uh, another sort of uh, market that, I was inspired um, to, you know, just investigate. And the more I did, I, I became an investor in the cannabis space. And so um, really found that there's a, a big uh, knowledge gap and comfort level for, particularly for women, um, 40 years and older, but they are kind of curious. So I've re- recently launched uh, with my co-founder, uh, Liv Lilliam, to help uh just make people more aware and, and comfortable with the subject. It is legal, and there's so many good reasons to explore it. You know, so, it's funny. I was uh, first. So first of all, awesome, and I can't wait to dive in because we are going to dive in. But I was telling Dave before we got on the phone here about it, and he's like, "I can't believe someone didn't think of that already." Right. Because it, because and we're going to talk about what your business is, especially, but it's just brilliant. So you hit it on the you, you hit it on the head, Kate, and, and I'd love to get your thought process on how you saw this as an issue. But I'll start with a little lead in on my personal story. So, you know, uh, I, of course, you know, not a shock to anyone who listens, love marijuana. Right. And I've been a fan, you know, since college and high school, even late in high school. But 
for me, there was a pause there for a little while as a dad and a professional where I just didn't do anything. And, and about four years ago, I had back surgery. And I couldn't believe it when my surgeon said to me, you know, Ed, I'd rather you to, you know, I'm going to prescribe to you all these painkillers, but I'd much rather you go get your card and use this. It's going to be more effective and all this. And as I went to do this, why I'm telling you this story is I started telling people and you could see their judgment all over their faces, right? And the questions or the judgment that happened. So that's my own personal story. So Kate, what made you start to think about like the, what you just said, misconceptions, you know, wrong perceptions, all of these things and, and how you could get a business out of it? So interestingly enough, um, I actually hadn't used, um, I actually didn't start using um, for myself until this year. What prompted me to start to explore it was I was living in North Andover and um, they, you know, the town's uh, citizens uh, basically nixed having a laboratory uh, facility. Just a, It was a laboratory. It wasn't even a grow or cultivation, none of this. But they were going to have a lab to study the effects of cannabis and um, for for medicinal reasons. And um, when they shot it down, I tend to have a strong opinion. And so, <laughs> yes, uh, you do. I'm laughing because they, <laughs> Kate. Yes, that if you know Kate, strong opinions. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you know, and my my husband, um, who also wasn't a user, but we do believe that there's it, there's definite uh, links to using like your, your story there. Yeah. Um, but also for, for diseases. And, um, you know, when, when it got shot down, we said that's it, let's move out of the town. So we actually did move, uh, out of North Andover and, um, now we're, we're in Middleton and the more, you know, I, I realized like, you know, there's people that are really, um, that are relying on it for medicinal purposes, but, yeah. Hey, it's recreationally legal now. If we can help to destigmatize the uh, use, whether it's medicinally or for recreational use, guess what? Then, then it just pays away, and it is legal. So everybody, just get off of your high horse and just say no. Um, uh, that has been just ingrained into um, everything. Yeah, to understand that there's such a real benefit for for using you know and even from a from a microdose level um there's just a lot of benefits over alcohol we're so gung-ho you see all the memes of you know people talking about mommy's juice and you know <laughs> hey, i'm gonna have all this wine. mommy's juice yeah right yeah, right? Uh-huh. yeah they're <laughs> promoting the martinis and the wine and it's like well the, the caloric intake, the, um, you know, the, the sugar content, there's just so many reasons why uh, there's a problem when we look at um, alcohol versus cannabis, you know, and we even see it, you know, from college, like you, you never hear about a kid aspirating on vomit at, from, from cannabis, so but true. you hear them drinking themselves to death. Right. So um, that's, you know, I started looking at this and then, um, you know, I went to a dispensary. I actually went to a dispensary uh, four years ago with a friend of mine who lost her stomach uh, to cancer. And when I went in, I, I, I have to say I felt a little intimidated. Actually, I felt a lot intimidated. And this was in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, 
the bud tender was super kind and, you know, happy to help, but it, it made me feel uncomfortable. And so coming out of this, so starting in January, I started thinking about this um, thought of, you know, Tupperware parties. Tupperware parties, what a, you know, you feel comfortable. I could care less about Tupperware or a candle party. Who needs candles, right? Right. But when I go, when I go, I'm going because it's the social aspect. So we, you know, started to uh, build a, a model that would support more of this sort of Tupperware party concept. Now, because um, we're in a very puritanical state, um, it, well, just countrywide, actually, there's issues with having, you know, sort of an in-home party um, that would actually be able to deliver products. We said, okay, let's move this out. Let's do something um, to see what we can bring to the market. And that became um, our brunch and learns with cannabis boutique experience for the can of curious. It's my kind of brunch. Um, yeah. I would, can yeah, I come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so one of, one of the things that, you know, so it, you know, we, we figured we'd target uh, the 40 year old plus women. Uh, but, you know, our last lunch, brunch and learn, uh, we actually had three men out of uh, 12 attendees. So men also are curious, you know, so, um, that's, you know, they're, they're coming with their wives and significant others as well, but it's, um, you know, basically we go through what to expect around products, you know, because again, you know, they came, they made the big, you know, the steps to come to learn more. Uh, but it goes a little further of really tell us about products. How can we use products? What is, you know, we hear weird things about edibles, explain edibles to us. And we make it, you know, we package this learning event in a very social, fun, engaged, not just some talking head, but we provide anecdotes so people understand um, and can become familiarized. And that we spend an hour and a half with them. They have lunch or brunch rather, and they have, you know, maybe a mimosa and Bloody Mary. And then we go over to our partner uh, dispensary where we skip the line. We and we give them a real boutique experience. Ugh, Kate, with, if, sorry if you don't mind me mm. jumping in for a minute. Uh, first of all, pardon my French, but this is fucking brilliant. This really, and, and, and <laughs> I the, said this to yeah, her when she told me. I was yeah. like, Kate, you blew my mind. And the timing, <laughs> the timing is impeccable. You're you're ahead of the curve, but I think you're coming along at just the right time because I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about stigma. You alluded to it because the, the stigma is is fading from uh, pot, but it's not gone yet. You, you, you mentioned it earlier. And Ed here is, is a social media warrior, meaning he calls out people's shit on social media. And you'll, you'll, I think you'll agree, Ed, yeah. one of the big tropes like on Facebook is for women, it tends to be women, tend, a lot of single mom, moms or just stay-at-home moms who will post things on Facebook like, is it wine o'clock yet? Ha ha ha! Oh, totally. And what? Yep. Once the stigma got off having a glass of wine, everybody thinks it's funny and cool. And let, let, what I say is, drink your friggin' wine. You don't have to tell me about it every time you do it on <laughs> Facebook. But but you would never see. I don't think you would never see on Facebook. Can't wait to get home and smoke a joint and relax. People still wouldn't do that, no, right? No. 
So I'll take it a step further here. Great point. And just to add to that, Kate, like as a parent, I have no, this is such a weird thing. And I've talked about this with my wife a number of times. Like they know I like beer, right? And I will have a beer in front of them with no ramifications whatsoever. Like they wouldn't think twice. If I were to pull out like a vape pen or a, a gummy bear or something and eat it, they would be, they'd lose their yeah. shit. What are you doing? Yeah. Is that a question you get from parents coming in too? Well, is- well here's, here's a funny, funny story because, you know, my daughter just went off to, to college and, um, you know, she, she's, you know, a little bit more uptight than I am. She went to a private boarding school. Yep. And um, when I was doing my, my slide deck for the business plan, um, she, she was looking at it and she was like, very, con- you could see that she had some reservations about it. Um, but what really changed was when she, so she was um, going out to Seattle and Washington is, it, it's legal there. And so, sure. you know, the way I approached it with her was, listen, you will be faced with the opportunity to have uh, and use cannabis products. But here's what's going to probably happen. You may be at a party. You're going to probably have a couple of beers and that's going to uh, lower your inhibition. And that's when you're going to try. And the problem is the person that's probably going to have you try is going to be, um, you know, and I'm using, I'm using these air quotes and saying stoner, right? So those are the, these are the people that are, are using and they're, you know, they're using at their consumption level. Right. And, um, you know, my, my daughter's not going to be prepared. Right. And so, you know, and it was funny because obviously now, because one of the things that we're also doing is building our own products and we've been testing a lot of products. So I said, before you go out to school here, let me show you what product looks like. You know, forcing it into her face, <laughs> as I did, <laughs> and showing her a variety of, you know, because I, I don't smoke. I, I'm not, you know, I was never into the into vaping. Yep. Um, but I gave her all the edibles, the chocolates, um, the tinctures, and walked her through all of those. And I think that's, you, you know, how, how you talk to kids about it is, just make it almost, you know, just bring it with all the intensity of saying there is nothing wrong with it. Right. And here's, here's, let me lay it out on, right. on the line for you. Another, you um, know, I think it's funny that, um, not funny, but I'm and brilliant is what I meant to say that you want, you're going after women, you know, target demographic of, you know, that, you know, 35 and up woman, because if it's anything like my household, they're the boss right? The mom is the boss. I'm in no way, shape or form the boss of my family. And if you win that, it's like win the hearts of those champions first. It kind of seeps through. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's sort of it really fascinating watching what is happening, you know, with our brunch and learn. So we had, um, you know, great mix of people where people who had really not touched it in years and years and years, um, some people that actually have significant others, boyfriends, husbands that use it. Uh-huh. Um, and they went in by themselves, you know, with their, well, they had other women friends and they were buying product for themselves, but they also picked up product for their, their boyfriends or, or spouses. 
I thought that was just so cool because it's basically saying, yeah, he might bring me, like I'd have, you know, maybe uh, a hit off his joint or whatever, right. but no, I want product that's really about me. And, oh, look at this. Now I can buy product because I was not comfortable going to a dispensary. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. brilliant. I just, I have so many questions because this is such a brilliant and I'm, I'm very passionate about this topic, as you know. Just to give you some background here, Kate said the other day, she texted me and she said, hey, would you mind sharing the website? I said, would I mind? I'll fucking do it now. <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> so, so Kate, like you talked about products and the variety of products. So, you know, growing up when I did and when we did, you know, I had joints and bowls, right? That was pretty, mm -hmm. or bongs, right? That was it. But re-entering re the scene with my medical card, you know, years ago after my surgery, I've discovered so many things. Like, I, you know what's funny? I haven't bought actual marijuana bud in four years, but I yeah. go all the time. And what I'm buying is, is edibles, is the, is the vape, the vape pens. Um, but also curiously enough, bombs and topical solutions for mm -hmm. pain and tincture and things like that, that are just so awesome and so helpful. So when you, when you bring these people in is tell me like, show, give me a typical lunch and like a brunch and brunch and learn, you know, what this looks like from a, from a, from a, a live Lillian perspective, what are people to expect? Well, and it, it really is about coming in and um, talking about product application and the evolution because even when we talk about flour so of course flour being what what people smoke right um you know one of the first things we say is hey you may be returning you you may have smoked in high school and depending on your age if you were smoking in the 70s guess what thc had one there was one percent uh thc in flour today the average level of thc is 15 percent yeah it's very potent. So, yeah, it's, you know, and it's basically uh, very talented growers just trying to get you high AF. And yeah. <laughs> that, that, unfortunately, does not necessarily fit for, like, my lifestyle, right. style, for instance. Right. And so, you know, we're never going to say, hey, don't, don't smoke, don't vape, you know, but most of the people are looking for something a little, a little different. And they may be coming to us with, you know, one, you know, that, that can of curiosity is a big thing. They're like, Hey, it, you know, it, it feels bad. It's not illegal, but it feels kind of bad. Um, so I'll be there. What was really cool though. So we have two stories and we were about to uh, post it that came out of, um, one of the brunch and learn. And that is, um, a woman. And I remember this, um, prior to being, uh, an entrepreneur was Sunday night panic attacks. And um, she was talking about having these, and we didn't even know this. We just followed up with her to say, Hey, how was your experience? And she said, you know, I went on Sunday. Um, you know, I thought it'd be good to, to try it. You know, so she went with uh, a chew, a fruit chew. She ended up just taking a half because she didn't, you know, we talked a little bit about how high THC can cause paranoia. Right. Now, five milligrams is not a lot. It's still considered microdosing, but for some people, it's not quite, it, it may be too much. So she was smart. She controlled, she took thoughtful 
experimentation. She had calf and she said, I didn't even think about it, but I didn't have my typical panic attack um, that I would usually experience on Sunday. I went to bed, I woke up, didn't feel hungover, and I felt really good. And I said, wow, that, that, that's the story, right? right? You didn't have to have a, a half a bottle of wine or a bottle of wine and you know, feel lousy. And a lot of times when people are drinking wine to try and go to sleep, it messes with their sleep. So we're talking about you know, how this can fit into people's lifestyles um, in constructive ways. Without having to, you know, and that's, it's almost like it bothers me immensely when we talk about um, using any sort of cannabis as being high or stoned. Right. Um, Because if I, you know, if I come home and I have a glass of wine, I'm not drunk. Correct. And it's so true. So, So like, you know, you bring it up. So like when I had that surgery, back to that story, I had scar tissue form on my sciatic nerve. So that's something I'm going to have to, that pain I'll be living with for the rest of my life unless I choose to have more surgery. So what I do is I buy those low dose edibles, low dose gummies, Mm -hmm. like five milligrams or less even in some cases. And whenever I feel that acting up, I eat one and I'm not high by any means, but my body's relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a pain reliever as much as anything. And then here's another application you probably hear from clientele, and I'd be curious if you do, is sleep. Uh, yeah. I know people who take, again, low-dose edibles before bed and and can sleep when they couldn't sleep before. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're hearing a lot of this. But here's one thing, and you guys may appreciate this, but there is signs that it helps with women's libido. Oh, do, do, do. What, 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 what? let's ring that bell, Dave. Let, let's go. Right, yeah. <laughs> do tell, Kate. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, in women, and again, if, you know, we're tar- targeting a, a demographic of 40 years and older, you know, it's, um, you know, our, our libidos, you know, like we start thinking about our bodies are starting to not look as good as when we were in our 20s, you know, and there's something about um, relaxing the mind and relaxing the body. Um, so when you have like just even like a tincture, there's some great mouth phrase stuff that is fast acting is what we really advocate for um, that it will positively impact women's libido. So, um, and that's, you know, sort of one of the things that we're, we're also promoting is, Hey, again, this could be a whole different lifestyle outside of, geez, I have to get drunk before I go sleep with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because that's essentially, I think, what a lot of... Oh, yeah. Here comes comes the tunes, Kate. (laughs) 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 So it does, it lowers inhibition. It makes, you know, you get that full body high, particularly when you're doing something that um, has uh, some sort of CBD component to it. Right. So you're not just going to have that. Um, so, of course, THC is um, adhering towards our, our uh, endocannabinoid system and receptors in our brain where CBD is going for, towards our body. So if you focus on something that's full spectrum or one-to-one ratio, you may find that this enhances you know, things. Right. And it's funny you mentioned the ratios. Like I'm a veteran, like I've been around the block with pot. And as I said, if you gave me the Sophie's choice in my life of beer or pot, goodbye beer, 
right? For the yeah. rest of my like, yeah. it's just that's how much I'm a fan that I've been over the years, and because I know my body and how it responds to it, but. You bring up these one-to-one ratios. So what I tell you that is that when I go into these dispensaries still, and I'm a veteran of them, it still confuses the shit out of me. I don't know how it to does, understand yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the purpose of our brunch and lunch. Because when you go into, um, when, you, when you walk into a dispensary, yeah, you, you have a bud tender, but you also have this whole line standing behind you. And that, that can be kind of unnerving. And, you know, they, they are usually generally kind of light on their descriptions. Um, so we, we take the time to explain at the brunch and learn. And even it's reinforced then when we go to, um, you know, our, our uh, dispensary partners for them to take the time. Um, you know, we, we anticipated, you know, that we'd just be sort of in and out for the boutiques. But what we're finding is that people really want to spend more time in the um, dispensaries because, you know, they're getting more of that one-on-one attention so they can ask questions, you know, deeper questions maybe that as they drove over there, they they came up with um, just more deeper level of understanding to the actual product that, again, if they're standing in line with early adopters who don't have patients, just be standing in line listening to your, you know, elementary questions, um, it, it just becomes overwhelming. And right. so what we, yeah, and so what we found um, that the average spend for a lot of people going into a dispensary, um, they're spending about $40 per person. When we took our clients in, our clients are spending an average of $100. Wow. And it's because they're feeling like, geez, you know what? I want to try this. I want to try that. And I want to try that rather than, oh, geez, just give me something so I can get out of here because I'm feeling very anxious. It's it's so true. I, I'm going to be honest with you, little uh, listener Ed fact here. I, I'm not joking. I drop probably two to 300 bills per visit. I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. And it's not buying that much. So it's, yeah, yeah. I was curious that you even said mm-hmm. it was that low. Um, so, so what do you think is the biggest misconception you hear from, from your clients so far? I, I think it's, it comes down to, it, it's that being stoned, being yeah. high. Yep. And, um, you know, if, if there was some way to break that down and I think fortunately, because it's, you know, it, it's kind of interesting when you think about when, um, you know, prohibition was lifted. Right. Every, you know, before it was listed, you know, because the prohibition just basically said you couldn't buy it, but you could own it. So how the hell are you getting it? Who knows? But when their, their uh, personal stocks started to wane, they would get doctors to prescribe. So, you know, my father, who's a Midwesterner, he loves his colloquialism. He's always, yeah, I'll take a beer for medicinal purposes. That's kind of where we're at right now, where we have people that are saying, well, I'm doing it for anxiety. I'm doing it for blah, blah, blah. Hey, whatever gets you to experiment, that's awesome. Right. But think about it from a recreational perspective, because when you get, when you have a glass of wine, you're not getting drunk. You're taking the edge off. You're doing something, um, and, and you can find a way to have it fit in your lifestyle. It just depends on what your narrative is for your lifestyle. Yes. 
very, very. I, I could, if I could jump through the phone right now and, and hug you, I would, because I think you're doing, you're doing God's work, like truly, and and I, and I mean that, um, because I, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm admitting here very publicly on the pod that I am a fan, but you know, in my personal life, you know, it's still something I, I kind of had like a, like a dark secret and yeah. it's only because of perception, you know, and look, you know, you know me, normally I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks, but this is still has that stigma. Like he's doing drugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and people like some of the most brilliant people, brilliant business people I know use, and it's not even use. It's like, you know, what's the word partake? I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I would definitely, I would definitely subscribe to saying partake as opposed to use, right. use again becomes a negative connotation. Like I think the vernacular that we use has to be changed as a, as a whole. And I think, I think we'll get there because People, and I see it now that people are, when they talk about, they're so game about talking about CBD. And then when I introduce THC, they start freaking out. And it's like, breathe, everybody just breathe. <laughs> um, you know, because particularly if you're, you're doing any sort of combination, the CBD will counteract any sort of psychoactivity that you feel. Yeah. Um, so it, it really, there is a narrative. It yeah. is, you know, Again, equating it to alcohol, when you say, oh, I'm going to have a drink. Are you drinking grain alcohol? Are you drinking moonshine? Are you mainlining moonshine? <laughs> no. You know, everybody's going to think, well, I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to have a glass of wine. Maybe I'll have a martini. We're not, you know, getting overindulging. Yeah. So I'm going to take you know, it a step further and say this. I think that the alcohol is only have that perception in society because it's been around legal longer. I think if you were to really ask people and give them truth serum as to what would you like, again, as parents, if you were to say when your kids are in college, your kid's about to go to college, right? What do you, what would you rather them doing? Drinking or, or, or partaking as we just said? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, there's no question it would be partaking. Drinking, you're going to potentially wrap a car on a pole, get in fights, throw up, you know, get get sick, but whatever. Right. Unfortunately, it's socially more acceptable for your kid to, to go to a, a kegger or, you know, be drinking, you know, a, a bunch of vodka. Right. Unfortunately, because it was, you know, really ingrained in our, our upbringing of just say no to drugs. And it started with marijuana and you saw the fried egg and everybody got hungry. And right. you're like, well, we don't want that. And it happened at such an early stage um, that, you know, now it's just, it's just riveted in until usually something really, you know, pushes us over and it makes us, and it, it can be, you know, sort of this quiet groundswell or a medical scenario. Like my friend, I looked at it differently when my friend lost her stomach and we went to a dispensary. Yep. You know, uh, uh, you, she had our. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I've had my card for years and I, I, I still see people in there who absolutely need this to, to thrive and to live normal lives. Cancer mm -hmm. patients, you know, elderly, you know, all of people in pain, surgery, whatever it is. And I talk to these people in line and you, you hear their stories and it's so impactful. Well, I mean, it, and it, so, and that's the hardcore stuff, but what about the subtle things? Right. So 
I so I'm actually interviewing this evening a woman who came to an event and she had she hadn't used forever and ever um, and she decided to try um, I think it was a, a fruit chew or something or, or maybe chocolate um, but she said I didn't even think about it but I have restless leg syndrome and I didn't have any issues with restless leg syndrome and you know that that's something interesting because was it it was it painful was it over the top no it was a great side effect of using cannabis which if she had if she you know um as she would typically do glass of wine or yep. a drink that that restless leg syndrome didn't go away but also would be compounded the next night because of the sugars because sugars anxiety restless legs tends to be anxiety related um again it's not debilitating it was more of annoyance yeah so even little things like that is going to you know it will help move the needle forward for all of us that are saying hey it's you know it's legal yeah so a couple more questions and then i'll let you go here kate you're you're fucking awesome i, I you know this just <laughs> you know i'm a fan but hearing you talk about this thank is you, even better so in states like Massachusetts, where you have both medical and retail now available, is there a preferred way that you think you would tell clientele to go or is it case by case or, I mean, certainly there's advantages yeah. to both. Yeah. Well, so the, the, you know, we know the biggest advantages um, with medicinal is you, you don't have to pay the, the outrageous taxes. Correct. Um, there's also significantly more um, dispensary. Correct. Here's, here's the challenge. Um, it is public record then. Yep. If you, um, you know, if, if my co-founder, she, she, it's kind of funny because she's like as liberal and progressive as they come, but she has her gun license and you know, we, she got her medical card and then we were at a dispensary and we we're talking about the differences and and the dispensary owner out in Turner Falls, uh, Seth, he's like, well, the problem with medicinal is if you get your card, you can't, like, have a gun. And being out in, you know, Western Mass, a lot of people are hunters. So right. that's what, And she was like, what? Wait? <laughs> I didn't so, know that until you said that right this second. Yeah, yeah. And so somebody that, if you're a teacher, for instance, that could be pulled up. There's a lot of reasons if you want to run for political office, because on a federal level, it is still illegal. Yep. So you have to be very, very careful uh, about, you know, getting your, your medical card, like understand what the ramifications could be. Right. That's a good answer. Last question. How how can people find you and, and who should reach out to you? Who should reach out to Live Lilium? Who's the clientele you want to reach and how can they get to you? Any can of curious person, okay. any, anybody that is really, you know, they, they, you know, surfing the web is, is not fun. Um, and, and you could end up in a, you know, you just get into this sort of, you know, rat nest of information, people that are looking for a social aspect, um, come, come join us, you know, so we're typically doing Sunday brunches, but we're going to be doing happy hours as well. Great um, idea. So yeah, so live Follow us on Facebook at you know, Facebook at Live Lilium. 
uh, we'll, we'll get you there as well. Follow us because we are going to have a lot of events. We're going to start doing pop-up events, events in the city um, that will be sort of high level so people can start to just socialize this aspect. We're also doing um, uh, uh, Naughty Girls Night Ooh. in the city. Ooh. Yeah, where we're just a, kind of taking any sort of taboo subject and um, putting a bunch of us to, together to you know, introduce like, hey, you want to, you know, have some sort of sex toy party? Can I MC? You- <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Go, keep going. <laughs> so, but again, you know, like we, we're looking for, because, you know, when you look at, at, you know, early adopters, they were probably using before. The late majority are the people that are, you know, it's like, are you the one that goes and waits for their iPhone, um, you know, the, the book in camping out for that new right. iPhone? Uh, those are the early adopters. We're the ones that are saying, hey, it's legal. Let's, let's figure out how we can incorporate this into our lifestyle and have fun doing it. Kate, are there any events coming up that people should know about? Our next immediate one is going to be December 8th um, up in Amesbury. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And where can people find information for that? LiveLilium.com? Absolutely. LiveLilium or um, from our Facebook page. And just to be clear, LiveLilium, the Lilium is one L, not two. I made that mistake myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, correct. Correct. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Kate, you have been one of my favorite guests I've had on. Um, (laughs) Fantastic. As we we now bring in the trippy Lucy in the sky, you know, in the background. Uh, as I as I see Kate in a kaleidoscope in the sky, uh, <laughs> a big thank you to Kate again. You can find me on Instagram at Ed underscore Nathanson, LinkedIn Ed Nathanson, redpilltalent.com. Until next time, are you not entertained? There is signs that it helps with women's libido. Ooh, do 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 what 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 what. <laughs>